Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 171 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, recent news to come out of Carolina. The Carolina Panthers are or have already conducted an interview with Jim Caldwell. Hire the man. This is a pro Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell podcast. And apparently Carolina and Houston have emerged as the top landings, like the, the most desirable coaching landing spots uh, in, uh, in the NFL. Also, I realized that I am now one Carolina Panthers white jersey away from completing three of four alternate jersey collections or th- three of four uh, jersey collections of my favorite teams being home away alternate jerseys. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you agree with Carolina and Houston as being the top two spots as far as coaching vacancies go? Okay. Um, Same question to you, Eric. (laughs) Somebody answered. It's hard. Yes or no? No, I see. I don't know. I think, I I think Carolina, I think Carolina is attractive because you have, you you have a team that has, that has, that, that was proved like a team that proved that if you put, a coach in there with his methodology, he can, I don't want to say warp because that sounds like a negative thing, but he can mold that locker room into the, like that they have a very moldable locker room of young, impressionable players. And I think coaches love that, right? Like, like let's say you do get, like I know D'Amico Ryan's already declined interviewing with the Panthers, but let's say you do get a D'Amico Ryan's. He can come in there and he's not going to have, the stink of like a Mike Tomlin, right? Where like Tomlin brought in his guys, right? Like Matt Rule was so bad at recruiting players that like the players that you have gotten and the picks that you have, you can imprint your identity on that team from day one. Houston's the same thing. Like Lovey Smith is a great head coach, but I think he was just a caretaker for that team for this year. No, he got did dirty, bro. I, I, do, I do agree. I, I Listen, I, I said two things there that I believe in. Lovey Smith is a great head coach and deserved another year in Houston. I think the Houston organization viewed him as a caretaker so that they could get themselves in a position to then bring in one of these hot new coaching prospects, right? Yeah, but they literally just just keep the other guy and then fire him after two years. Like, that don't make no sense. It's back-to-back one-year coaches. Lovey Smith got did dirty. He outperformed the talent of that team, just like old buddy did before him. I can't remember his name right now. Bill O'Brien. No, fuck that guy. <laughs> Speaking of falling up, do you hear he got hired as the yeah. OC for the Patriots? No, 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 no. Wasn't hired. He enrolled in the Bill Belichick School of Rehabilitated Head Coaches. So he was hired. Coaches who weren't good head coaches but want to be coordinators real good. The Derek Zoolander School for Head Coaches. 
All right. That's enough of Nick. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good. Doing good. A lot of uh, stuff to look forward to this week. But I would say, in my opinion, the best uh, the best coaching opportunity or vacancy right now is Indianapolis. With that roster, you come in, you put yourself back. <laughs> yeah. Because Houston's tainted with all their drama and all their bullshit and racism. The Cardinals are just whack. The Panthers, the Bron- the that's, a good, that's a good the best team. The Broncos have the best team. Yeah, but did you see Russ this year? Yeah, but if you're a good head coach, you should be able to get better play out of yeah. was it? What was his name? Hackett? Who's, Nathaniel who's, Hackett? Who's he available could, he, from the Pete no, Carroll? Nathaniel coach. couldn't hack it. Uh-huh. Who's available from the Pete Carroll coaching tree? Dan Quinn. Let's see here. He asked the question. I don't know. Pete Carroll it hasn't really had OCs or, or DCs that I can really remember like that. Well, because we just said, or we've said for a while that it's the uh, it's the uh, Russell Wilson is the system quarterback. So Gus Bradley is available. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Dan Quinn? Oh. That's the obvious choice. Uh-oh. Yeah, but Dan Quinn ain't going nowhere if you don't have an OC like Kyle Shanahan. Ken Norton Jr. Robert Sala, part of the Pete Carroll coaching tree. He's already a head coach. I right? know, I know. Norton Jr., so that's the son of, of Ken Norton? Mm-hmm. Has he been a head coach before? How no, old I don't is he? Think so. How no, old that, is that's, he? That's just the that's just the all his coordinators. Yeah, I know. Ken I'm Norman Jr. He is fifty six years old. <laughs> no, that's Ken Norton Senior, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is Ken Norton still alive? <laughs> All right, well, while Dick's looking that up, on today's episode, we'll get into communion with E. That's just, This is two episodes in a row where Eric just had his own communion with E, ready to go. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Sign of the apocalypse. Ladies and gentlemen, get your affairs in order because this is a wrap. We'll get into the NFL Conference Championship, a preview. And then we'll get into uh, the 2023 head-to-head picks. And without further ado... We'll get into communion with E. All right. Wait. So this week on communion with E, I want to ask you a little baseball-related question. Nick, you might have a little more insight since you say you played college ball. We'll never actually know. But uh, would you rather throw 100 miles per hour with 80% accuracy or throw 80 miles an hour with 100% accuracy? Follow-up questions. Which pitch would you want to be a master at? And if you were an MLB pitcher, which three or four pitches would you keep? How many pitch? Nick, how many pitches should a pitcher keep in their repertoire, and which ones would you keep in your repertoire? As many as you can master. Yeah. How what what, what are you what are you asking me for? How many did I throw? No, no, no. Or, I'm just saying, how, like in general, like what is what is what is this year's Cy Young winner? What does he have in his repertoire? Three or four pitches? So you're gonna well. Okay, so so this is an interesting question. With developing baseball science, you can basically say every pitch is a little bit different, right? So you can have you have sinking fastballs, running fastballs, forcing fastballs, whatever. A pitcher should have in his repertoire a forcing fastball, a tailing fastball, 
So four seam, remember, four seam is your fastest pitch. It just goes. Your two seam fastball is a little bit slower. It tails, right? You should have a changeup, which is a pitch that drops down, or basically a, trip, a, a pitch that drops away. And you should have one of two or, or two of pitches that move across the plate and down the strike zone, right? Sliders and curveballs. So you should generally have five pitches that you can throw. If, sure. if, if you're looking at a prospect, he needs to have – the changeup is one of the hardest pitches to develop. So he should have a good fastball and some sort of elite breaking stuff. One of the two you're looking at for elite prospects. Usually, Either he has elite breaking stuff and a good fastball, or he has an elite fastball and good breaking stuff, and you can develop a changeup. Using your hand, show us a change. Show us a changeup. Oh man, dude! I normally have a baseball around here. Hold on. No, how does it move across the zone? So changeup for me, when I throw changeup, I throw my changeup here and I bend my wrist down. So when the changeup is coming into a right-handed batter, the changeup will drop. Like that. Away. Away from right-handed batter. Right? When I throw my curveball as a left-handed pitcher, the curveball is cutting in to a right-handed batter. Right? Okay. Or sorry, the slider is breaking towards a right-handed batter. Mm -hmm. Right? Curveball is dropping down. Mm -hmm. My two-seam fastball is running away from a right-handed batter. So for the right-handed pitcher, reverse what I just said. And then right. you can throw a bunch of different other pitches. The sinker has become a new pitch, right? Sinker breaks in. So if I'm a lefty, my it's breaking into a right-handed batter. Righties, the sinker is so effective because the sinker is breaking away from a right-handed batter. Okay. Uh, I'm, not a, have, I'm not a fan of the sinker, by the way. I don't you like have slur. Thing. I'm not a fan of the sinker either. Develop a breaking a, a fast slider or a good fastball that rises. Yeah, pick good, any of the other pitches that would be much better. A sinker is just a it's just a fastball you hit on the ground. Just throw a low fastball. All right. Yeah. So back to the original question: You're in the majors. You are you trying to throw 100 miles an hour with 80 percent accuracy, or are you trying to throw 80 miles an hour but have that 100 percent accuracy? Jermaine, I'm going to let you take this one first. I mean, bro, the obvious answer is 100 with 80. You're telling me four out of every five pitches is 100 miles per hour with accuracy? I'm the greatest pitcher of all time. So give me 100 miles per hour with 80% accuracy. Now, 80 miles per hour with 100% accuracy sounds terrifying to me because pitchers who are hitters who are sped up are not expecting the off-speed stuff. But 100 miles, and you're telling me that I'm throwing one ball for every for every five pitches? Like, guaranteed ball? I'll take that all day. Which pitch would I want to master? Curveball? Curveball is the best pitch in baseball. I don't care what anyone else has to say. Their opinions are wrong. And uh, which ones would I keep in my repertoire? Uh... I like cutters, curveballs. I would go, oh, man, I would probably bust out uh, Zach Granke's like 56 mile per hour knuckleball that he fucking throws. I love that thing. And then obviously a, a four, four seam fastball and then a sinking fastball. 
That would be my five pitches. So I, I would also wear fucking glasses and look like an, a classic 80s baseball player. Shout out MLB The Show. <laughs> so before Nick gives us his, I got a question for you. So obviously on your fastball, you want to be as accurate as possible and you want to throw that bitch as hard as you can. You're the top curveball thrower in the league. What's the speed on that? Mm, I actually don't know. That. I would say elite an elite curveball is like 88 to 90. Lower? That's I, was at, I mean, that's why I, that, I want to pierce what Nix would say. Like, I thought it would be like 70 something. So if you have guys, right, you have a really hard throwing, the, the, the really hard throwing pitchers. So I'm talking 95 and above have elite curveballs because their four seam, their four seam fastball is about, we'll say anywhere from 95 to 99. Their two seam fastball kind of drops a little bit where you're looking at maybe 93 to 96 with tail. Then you throw your slider high to low night, high eighties to low nineties. You throw your changeup, probably mid eighties, high maybe low nineties, depending on how you, depending on what type of whether you throw a power change or you throw a change that breaks one. The what makes these guys like Clayton Kershaw so elite is that Clayton Kershaw can hit you in a bat with a ninety three mile per hour fastball, a ninety three mile per hour fastball, and then a sixty nine mile per hour curve. There's no way you're accounting for that 24 mile per hour difference. When you just got blanked, like if you go up there and you're like, okay, I'm I'm sitting fastball, and you get the first fastball, maybe it's the maybe maybe it's not a zone you're looking for. Strike. You're like, okay, I'll put it away. Maybe Clayton then throws like a high fastball that you don't want because it's not in your zone. Strike two. Now you're like, okay, I'm ready. And he throws you a, a knee buckler like that. And that 12 to 6 action that Kershaw has, it's impossible to hit. It's yeah. it's imp- it, it's imp- that what makes a curveball efficient is like Jamie Moyer doesn't have a good curveball. Right? Guys that throw nine, like I didn't have an elite curveball, right? Because dude, it wasn't any different, right? My, my strength was in my was in Greg Maddox. That was my game. I could locate outside of the zone. And I could I could work ends of the zone, and I could work down. That was what I was good at. I, I'm not going to throw a fastball that you're going to be like, oh shit, and then throw a curveball that you're like, <laughs> like, it's not going to get you. So I was good at location. But elite pitchers are good because they throw 93 to 99, and then they throw a curveball that's like 75 and below. Yeah. So it's like a difference in almost 20 miles per hour. That's that's what I was saying, you know. Nick said it much more eloquently, but bro, if I'm gassing you up with a hundred <laughs> yeah. and I'm hitting you with seventy, yeah, okay, the same at bat, your your fucking eyeballs are gonna be able to keep up with that. No, because your eyes are sped up. You're already expecting that high heat, and then you fucking get caught swinging. So here's the thing, right? Jermaine with a hundred mile per hour fastball will make it to the majors. The thing that fails a lot of people is they fail to develop secondary pitches. uh, Sadly enough, in this era of baseball, everybody throws fast. You need to be able to have other stuff. It's commonplace now to be 95 plus. And that's why you see guys in maybe in the fourth or fifth years of their career will make these huge jumps or guys go to new team. It's just like quarterbacks going to a new team and you see a quarterback accelerate his career to the next level but Gino on Smith. 
uh, but on an even better scale because you have pitching coaches that will just stay with an organization for years, like 20 year pitching coaches who are just whispers to these pitchers, right? R.A. Dickey tried to play like R.A. Dickey was on the Hall of Fame ballot this year, tried to be a normal hard throwing guy, then got taught to throw a, a knuckleball and revitalized his career. Tim Wakefield, same thing. Bartolo. I mean, yeah. Bartolo did the same thing. Shout out Bartolo, by the way, for the uh, being on the 2024 Hall of Fame list, by the way. First uh, first time eligible um, ball players, by the way. Dropped, dropped uh, Jose Batista, Adrian Beltre. Jose Batista needs to be in the Hall for the coldest bat flip of all time. Uh, Adrian Beltre. Man, is Beltre a first ballot? Anyways. I, I think he might be, bro. Uh, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holiday, Jim Johnson, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, probably also for first ballot. Uh, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase Utley, David Wright, and Brad I'm, Ziegler. Ziegler? I, 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 I'm abstaining for the next 10 years. <laughs> I, I abstain from opinions. Every single person you named, in my opinion, is a Hall of Famer. Because I grew up, yeah, I grew up your, with these guys. Yeah, one hundred percent. To answer your question, Eric, the average strike percentage of MLB pitchers is sixty-two percent. Top end pitchers will throw three out of four pitches for strikes. No, oh, three does, out of four. Okay. Does does uh does the type of pitcher you are like if you're a whole game starter, do you have to have a deeper repertoire? If you're just a closer. You you have to have a different type yeah, of one hundred percent. Every so, you know, so, so 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 here's so here's what I'm talking about, right? You can classify pitches if if you're. This is what I love about MLB the Show, right? And in recent years, they've updated a little bit. But MLB the Show has four buttons plus maybe two more, right? You can throw it four seam fastball, two seam fastball, changeup, some sort of breaking pitch, and then some sort of crazy pitch. The thing that makes baseball starting pitchers elite is Trevor Bauer may throw a four-seam fastball, and he may throw it, Jermaine, if you want to make the camera big. Bauer may throw it like this, right? Using mm -hmm. Bauer as an example. But maybe some guy like Shane Baez throws it like this. <laughs> and that is a completely different pitch. Miles different. Miles different. So, yeah, both of them throw a four-seam fastball because they grip it the same and they rip through the ball the same way. And it still spins end over end. Justin Verlander is elite because year over year over year over year, you ask yourself, why did a 40 or why did Justin Verlander at over 40 get millions of dollars? Because this man's spin rate is the highest in the game. Oh, buzzword. Buzzword. Right? If you have a higher spin rate, the ball doesn't drop. Right? Buzzword. Guys, guys, guys who like. Yes, so, yeah, your repertoire could be only four pitches. Like, you could only say, hey, a guy throws a fastball, a slider, a changeup, and a splitter or a sinker or some sort of running fastball. But you look at this guy's movement, and Shane Baez does not look like Aaron Nola, does not look like Garrett Cole, does not look like Max Serger. And that's why we applaud dudes that go 270 on the year. Right? 
Like yeah. you, you are looking at guys that like if you hit 270 in a year, you go, you just faced a Mets rotation that was, you know, like like back in the day, it was Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Max Serger. Like you in a three game series, you're gonna and face Wheeler those, and like you're gonna face in, in a three game series, and even when we get to the playoffs, you're gonna face guys that may throw the exact same four pitches when you write them down on paper. Mm-hmm. Or you classify them in stat cast, right? What you can't classify is maybe Zach Wheeler throws a pitch that rotates six is sixty five hundred rotations per minute, and then Serger is throwing a, a slider that breaks twenty one inches. Buzzwords, right? Like this is this is why this is why Rap Soto is such a huge company in baseball. Because they've added these tracking softwares to pitchers that say, hey, you can go from being a mid-level AAA prospect throwing the ball 5,500 rotations per minute on your fastball. But if you get that up 500 rotations per minute to six to, to 6,000, well, maybe now you're going to be a, an elite fastball pitcher. So my answer to you is, I'm going to throw 100 miles per hour, like Jermaine said, throwing four or five in the strike zone. Because guess what? It only takes three pitches to get people out. Yes! <laughs> so you're telling me that against two batters, right? If I'm an elite closer, I have to face three batters. And you're telling me I can get, I can eliminate a batter and two thirds? Okay, so just with my fastball. You know what the pitch I'm developing now is? A 90 mile per hour slider. Tell me you're going to hit a slider that moves 25, like 25 inches mm-hmm. and has a four inch drop on it. I faced a guy in high Man, school. I it's, know, I, it's moving my dick. I know, I know, I know you guys have heard this story before, but I faced a guy in high school, my senior year, actually, a lot of times in high school because I played against him for four years. A guy, oh, not this story, <laughs> a guy named Robbie Ray. I faced Robbie Ray eight times my senior year. I fouled off. I, I struck out eight times. <laughs> I fouled off one pitch in those eight at bats. You know why? Because he'd throw a fucking slider in Montgomery County and would end up crossing the plate for a strike. <laughs> I like that's that's hype. That that's hyperbole. I literally it literally looked in the box like Robbie Ray throwing ninety three miles per hour as a senior in high school was throwing a slider in the left-handed batter's box to me, a right-handed batter. And it would end on the inside corner as a strike. And Abs- he was probably... Absolute and, filth. And he was probably throwing that slider high Every 70s, time. low 80s, high 70s, low 80s. Now think of like an elite, an elite Frisbee slider. There's reasons you see clips online of dudes that are like filthiest sliders of 2022. Yeah, because if you're throwing a hundred and you have a ninety mile per hour slider, and you're and you're locating, here's the thing: I'm gonna throw fastball, two seam, changeup, splitter, and slider. And you're telling me I can throw all those pitches with eighty percent accuracy, and my fastball is a hundred? Get the fuck out of here! I'm making hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what you're not making, Nick? The Hall of Hall Fame. Of Fame. <laughs> probably probably yeah because nick would be on that juice though 
Yeah, because the Hall of Fame rules are stupid. First of all, let let them all juice in baseball. Here's the thing, right? You guys decided to not pay your players enough, so they struck in 1995 or 93. 93? I think it was 93, man. 93. Whatever. That was back-to-back for the – You had a player strike, right? You decided to not play them enough. Baseball at the time was the sport in America, right? 94, 95. Right. Was the sport in America. Then you let the NFL take over. Turn of the century of the 1900s, right? The 20th fucking century. Baseball, golf, and horse racing were the three fucking top sports in America. And guess what happened? Two of them fucking tanked. And one of them fucking kept going. Yeah. Right? Fucking white people ruined that one too, though. Right. Oh, dude. So, okay. So, I I read this online. I think it's one of the funniest stories. So, it's this dude that played baseball for the Twins. He said, in 1992, he was playing baseball in the Twins locker room, who I believe in 90 and 91 were back-to-back World Series champions. Maybe I'm wrong with that. The Twins? The Twins were very good. I thought it was... Maybe when the Twins did, won World Series. No, no, you're right. It was when Joey did the Carter. Canadian, the Canadian team win? You're right. It was, it was the, the Blue Jays, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the, twin, the Twins. Twins no. won in 91. 91. All right. So so after 91, the Twins win. They won with a guy named Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett got paid a lot of money after 1991 or was getting paid. This guy oh. tweeted out he was a rookie. <laughs> he was a rookie in 1992. And he got his first MOB check. And after the game, he's sitting there at his locker room stall. And he's looking at his first MLB check, and obviously he's very proud of it. And he deserves to be very proud of it, right? Only a couple members of uh, – only only a couple – like a minute percentage of the population gets to be MLB ball players, right? Mm-hmm. And Kirby Puckett walks by, and he goes, what are you holding there? Is that your MLB check? And the guy goes, yeah, he very proudly shows it to Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett takes a wad of cash out of his pocket. This is This is in the locker room, right? This is not in a club. This is in the locker room. Kirby fucking takes a wad of cash out and goes, want me to cash that check for you right here? <laughs> and it is one of the greatest stories I have ever heard from a baseball locker room. I hope he said yes, bro. <laughs> I would say yes. I, mean, I would yeah. say yes, bro. I'll and sign this take, bad boy yeah, over to you. Fuck yeah. Um. No, so the, the Toronto Blue Jays won in 92-93. Right. That was the Joe Carter walk-off. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to fucking – I was like, I know the fucking the Canada team won somewhere in there. I was so, concerned that it was the Expos for a little bit, but the Expos didn't win shit, and then they dipped. So, Eric, here's, here's my – I like the question because it's kept us talking for almost half an hour. Here's my problem with the question, though. The question was, was invented by people who don't know baseball. The average MLB pitcher throws 94 miles per hour and throws 65% of strikes the entire, like, at a time. Yeah, well, this is Eric's question, though. Right, I know. I know. But, I, but I've also seen it floating around the internet. Oh, really? So this <laughs> yeah. is on the internet? Yes. It's not a debate. It's 180. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the, the question is, do you want to be an elite MLB pitcher who gets paid hundreds of millions of dollars or the best Sunday men's league player ever. Or a fucking <laughs> um, rotational bullpen guy. 
right? Because you're still throwing 80 miles per hour with 100% accuracy. You could eat up some innings. The, the question is, do you want to be a Rucker Park legend or an NBA superstar? That's the question, basically. Yeah, people in your town are going to talk about this guy that they played Sunday League Baseball with who chucked 80 and never missed the strike zone. But who gives a fuck? Because you're going to be on fucking ESPN Sunday Night Baseball coming in to enter the Sandman, right? I'm not going to be a starting pitcher. Absolutely not. I don't let, want. I don't want. Let not. the bodies hit the floor. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm throwing. I'm throwing friggin' hundred miles per hour. I'm, my elbow's going to explode if I'm a starting pitcher. I'm coming in Mariano Rivera style and throwing to nine batters, or throwing to three batters with nine pitches, and I'm done. Immaculate would you say so you would rather be a closer than a starter? A hundred percent. No, I don't. I love closers too, man. I love well, closers, but you here's okay. I, and this comes strictly from you have never been in a you have never been in a in a, in a on a baseball team. And I would much rather want to be a closer than a starting pitcher. I've I, been a starting pitcher, and I would much rather be a closer. I would prefer the opportunity to throw a perfect game than to save the fucking game. I really would. Absolutely, because a perfect game means you were the only motherfucker on. That means you were the only dude who came to the fucking park and balled. Everyone else just kind of did something, bro. Tell that to tell that to uh, who's the who was playing. Oh, dude, my my buddy Max gonna kill me for this. Uh, the dude that saved Mark Burley's perfect game when he made like the robbing the the, the home run rob. Uh, when Burley was with the White Sox. All right, so he, he made a play the whole game. I hope you did. You've been standing around all night, bro. <laughs> like, no chance. I'm just, look, there are very few uh, positions in see, sports. Now, see, see now, you're, now you're itching my love for starting pitchers. Like, if I can go after Kerry Woods' 20 strikeouts, like. Bro, that's what I'm saying. If I grew retired 27, I'm, uh, bro, come on. Like I and I love Rivera, I love Rivera to fucking death. Closers are the fucking shit because when they come on and that sense of dread feel fills you, because a good closer instills a sense of dread, right? It absolutely does. But, bro, the fact that you can open the game and tell another side you're not doing a single thing for nine innings. That's a special feeling. You, I mean, you, I, my thing is that I always want someone to know I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that you're, so as a starting pitcher, you know who you're going to face, right? But let's, let's say this, look at the scenario. If we're playing a, if we're playing a best of seven series, they know they only have to face Jermaine twice, maybe. Maybe three times if we get to game seven, right? Yeah, if I come in and relief or some fucking shenanigans. But they know game one, we might lose game one. But guess what? Two, three, four, we probably have a chance to win. And if we split those, it's 2-2. We got to face Jermaine again. Okay, whatever, right? In a seven-game series, if you're telling me you have to face Jermaine, the 100-mile-per-hour closer... And you know that if you're down in the in the playoffs in the eighth or ninth inning, that he is this dark 
like this dark shadow dwelling in the bullpen, you're going to like that impacts managers' moves in like the fourth and fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. That can win you the game. I can work around a starting pitcher. I can't work around a good closer. I mean, you can barely work around a good starting pitcher, bro. Right, but like, what I'm saying is, I'll lose game one if I can, if I can win two, three, four to face you in five. Okay, we lose five. It's a three-two series now. You ain't pitching six. I'm good with that, bro. If my I team lose, if I my did, team, if my team loses because I went out and skunked two, two of seven games. I'm good with that, bro. I would rather win, but I, I, I want to have, I want to have, and maybe this is selfish, but I've been a starting pitcher before. And as a relief pitcher, I feel like it would just be like, you would go in like baseball is about confidence. And if the manager is pulling the starter in the fifth inning to get a pinch hitter on because they know they need runs. So they're not facing you in the eighth. Dude, my dick is going to be fucking – I'm going to come in there with just – I'm going to be pitching on air. Like, I'm going to be I'm, – I'm chucking sunflower seeds, and sunflower seeds are going 100 miles per hour. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's a fascinating question. I love how we took communion with E and just made a whole another communion with E. Would you rather be a starter or a closer? Uh, there is no wrong answer. I, I, yeah, first of all, if I'm in the MLB and I'm throwing 100 miles per hour – uh, that's it. Check the box. Play me where you want, coach. Like, I got you. But, Eric, you said you have another question? Yeah. So, um, and I'm only asking this because it's uh, and everything's kind of been shaken up in college basketball this season. So, uh, in the coaches poll, the top 25, we only have four blue bloods in the, in the top 25, the highest of which is Arizona at six, UCLA at eight, Kansas at nine, and we have UConn all the way down at 19. So me and Jermaine were talking about this, and I want to ask Nick this. Since 1990, Nick, do you know how many teams outside of the Blue Bloods have won an NCAA title? I uh, Four. Four? Oh, I thought you were going to say high numbers. Actually, seven. Yeah, not shocking. Yeah. So this year, with – a very low presence of blue bloods in the top 25. Do you think we get a non-blue blood program or do somehow does Duke or Kansas or one of these schools pull it off? So the first thing that I thought, I had two thoughts when you were talking through this. The first thing I thought is we've seen this coming, right? We've talked about it for the last five years in the NCAA tournament. Oh, how is UNBC beating Virginia? A 16 has never beaten a one seed. We've seen this development in all sports where the gap between the the, the true powerhouses and these mid-major, right, because I'm using college basketball, and these mid-level schools has shrank so much because if you have a good training program and you have a kid that's athletic, he's going to go there and he's going to ball out, right? That That's just going to happen. Is this the year that we see a blue bud win? No. UNC was number eight last year. And they made it to the final. Blue bloods are blue bloods because when it comes turning time, something activates in their blood. Don't mind the pun. That they just are the, like, who cares about regular season? If you make the, I feel like these blue bloods are like, look, we have the talent. 
We have the five stars. We have the four stars. We have the ESPN top 100 guys. If we make the tournament, we'll be all right. Because this is just AAU ball. This is just weekend tournament ball. The regular season is a grind. Don't get hurt because the tournament is where we need to be. Right? I mentioned pre-show to switch sports, but I mentioned pre-show. The Avs just now got in. Healthy. Got healthy, right? They mm. just now got into a playoff spot. But you know what? Chew fucking chew. Here come the healthy ads. So like what you're saying it's, is... It's the same for Blue Bloods. Like, yeah, we're not playing well, fine. So what you're saying is the Blue Bloods have that proverbial switch that they hit when a tournament comes? I just think it's talent, right? College yeah. basketball is, can you take a guy that was good his senior year of high school and can he still be good six months later? Yes. Because okay. then he's going to the NBA anyway. So this trend of Blue Bloods dominating, this is just going to continue? Yeah, of course. In, in the tournament, yeah, because you are playing kids that played elite le- – that, that have played against elite-level talent in, in big situations for their yeah. whole – for basically since they were what? Six years old now? It's pretty maybe? young. It's pretty yeah. young Five, six, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's AAU ball is crazy, and we don't need to get into how AAU ball is ruining, is widening the gap between people. But in the regular season, yeah, and, and sometimes in the tournament, you're going to see blue buds that don't lose knocked off by people. Yeah. But I still think, you like, what, what's what, what's the what's the bracket prediction? Like, every year you pick two number ones to be in your final four. That's because when it comes tournament time, whatever we want to say, training, five-star, conditioning, there are at least 50% blue blood schools in the final four. Almost always. It's very rare to not see it. And if I'm two of four or one of four as a blue blood in the final, you just got to be like, hey, guys. Biggest moment of your life here. You don't even need a coach at that point. You should be like, hey, go play basketball. Hey, let's go win too. Right. Also, what we're not what what we fail to mention, right? The most important part of college basketball, right, is your head coach. Right? There is a reason why in college basketball you know the names John Calipari, Mike Shizesk, Mike. God, Coach Yeah, exactly, bro. Uh, shout out to Coors Light. Shout out Coors Light, official sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Tom Izzo, you know, like Bill Self, Calipari. Bro, Bill Long Self. Night, yeah. I already said Calipari. I, I said all those. I got distracted by Coach K. But oh, fucking your boy at UNC. What was his name? Roy Williams. Roy, Roy Williams? Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. I almost said. Uh, I almost said Dean. I was like, just, bro, I wasn't even alive for that. What, what am so, I? Co- <laughs> Dean Martin. Oh, oh D- Coach Dean. Dean, yeah. Ma- Dean Martin, great singer. Uh, but yeah, no, Eric, the, the reason Eric, I, what was his name? Dean what? Dean Smith. No, no, no. Hold on. Why am I spacing out? Hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, folks, this is your UNC fan here. No, no, no. Hold on. You got me all flustered. He now. wasn't on the Walmart shirt. That's why. Walmart doesn't sell Dean Smith gear. Yo, you stupid mother! <laughs> Double down. You had it right. Why are I you second right. guessing yourself? Because he made. Because he got in my head, dude. I was like, wait, did I fuck this Before up? Before he said anything, you already got in your own head. You said, wait, hold on. Before Nick even said anything. 
I'm not questioning it. I just had I was got I got I got nervous. I got nervous. I was like, fuck, did I fuck up? Bro, like, you're proving us, you're proving us right. You need to get your USC shit together. We give you so much shit, you I, cannot I, slip up like bro, that, bro. I don't I don't you give Eric, shit, Eric, bro. like that. Eric, tell the people shit. how how good of a time you had at NC State. Eric had such cool. a good time. He doesn't remember this because he was blackout drunk. He goes, yo, I don't even fuck with UNC. <laughs> I said that? No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a good time, though. No, but yeah, the only reason I asked is because I was actually shocked by the number. Like, me and Jermaine talked about it the other day, and he was like, dude, Blue Bloods win every year. And I was like, no, Baylor just won. And he's like, who else? And I was like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the Blue Bloods always UNC, win. <laughs> a number yeah. eight UNC made the finals last year. Bro. Yeah. Eric and I were having this discussion, right? And he was talking about how, like, oh, everyone sucks now. We're going to see all. I was just like, I, so I, I casually made the point, and he, to the point where he hit Baylor right off the bat because that's fresh, right? And then he sat there and was just like, hold on. And so he pulled up the list like he was going to prove me wrong. And then he was going through the list, and like he would casually look up after five names, just like, Oh, oh, fuck. I'm like, bro, like, the NCAA tournament is only awesome the first weekend. After that, it's pretty much chalk for the most part. But then the flip side of it, that's why we love the NCAA tournament so much. I agree. I love it. When a team that, like, when a team that isn't a blue blood goes, you're like, this is the greatest story ever. Exactly. Yeah, bro. Like, it. I was, you know, we were talking about it. I was just like, bro, it fucking blows your mind, doesn't it? Because every year you think it's a wide open race. And then we end up with a Coach K or a Roy Williams or a Tom Izzo or a Calipari holding the fucking trophy. And it was almost like nothing else fucking mattered because you just bet the Blue Bloods and you're good to go. But, all right, that being said, gun to your head right now, January 24th. 8.03 Pacific date time. Eric, Blue Bloods or the field to win it all this year? Blue Bloods. You're taking Blue Bloods. Nick, yeah. Blue Bloods or the field? Blue Bloods, and I'll go further, Kansas. I was going to pick Kansas, too. But let me, let, me, let me bring this up really quickly. So the definition of Blue Blood actually changed to where they added two programs to it. Villanova was one of them. Villanova was one of them. Can you guess the other one from the original ones? Uh, let's see. Who's continually in the – Oh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. They Gonzaga. added Gonzaga to the Blue Bloods. Yeah. yeah. Even though they haven't won a championship, they've they've been moved up. Yeah, but they are, they are literally consistently great, which I know Nick doesn't like fucking regular season for whatever fucking reason, but that shit matters, bro. Being consistently great is difficult. You have to show up and win twenty-seven plus games yearly. Like you, I, first of all, if I'm playing any game, I'm trying to win. Like I don't understand why people say regular season doesn't matter. I don't want to fucking lose, especially to the that fucking bitch ass hoe across from me, bro. He about to get the business and then some. Two piece of soda, fucking family meal, sides, extra sides, large sides. Biscuits, honey, salsa, hot so, sauce. What, what restaurant are we at? Who's Sergeant Man, biscuits, honey, and salsa. Popeyes, I'm gonna give bro. you. And a I'm gonna give you. 
Popeyes. That was all Popeyes stuff. I'm gonna give you three three schools: Louisville, Michigan, and Michigan State. Blue blood or not? No. In my opinion, Michigan State is. Oh, I guess Tom Izzo. Yeah. Okay. okay. Michigan State is. Okay. I mean, Michigan has a track record of being fantastic. Okay. So I'll say Michigan as well, and also. Rick Patino was at Louisville, so I'm going to go and say yes. So with that theory, which I agree with, because you have to go if you have to just look at the history of the programs and they're regularly good to a couple fall offs. But with that theory, there's only four teams, like Nick said, that aren't blue blood that have won championships: so Florida, Virginia, Baylor, and what was damn, bro? You had to be ready. You had, you were. <laughs> I, I'd even argue that Virginia is almost like teetering at this point. And UNLV in 1990. So starting oh, yeah. that 30 year stretch, UNLV, UNLV, Virginia, Baylor. I just had it. Who was the other school? Well, let's, well, let's not forget. Who did UNLV beat? Oh, I don't know that. Florida, Baylor, Florida, Baylor, UVA, and UNLV. Who did UNLV beat like a. I thought they beat Houston. I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you. Real quick. Houston. So UNLV, UNLV beat Duke in 1990. And then Arkansas was the other school. Arkansas beat Duke, god damn, in 1994. Arizona, Connecticut. Oh, sorry, Syracuse was the other school. Syracuse beat Kansas, so they beat a blue blood. Syracuse is a blue blood, in my opinion, though. Yeah, Jim Bohan. No, not on the list, but... what? Uh, can you read us the list of blue bloods, por favor? Uh, can you keep track? Because I'm, I'm just going to go... I'm not going to... So it's Kansas, Villanova, North Carolina... Duke, Connecticut, Louisville, Kentucky, Michigan State. I was like, aren't you looking? Arizona, at Michigan State, Arizona, Michigan, and did I say Louisville? Yeah. yeah. And UCLA. All right, so I have Kansas, Villanova, UNC, Duke, UConn, Louisville, Kentucky, Michigan State, Arizona, Michigan, and UCLA. One of those shouldn't be in there because no Indiana, huh? No, uh, old school Indiana. Yes, Kansas, Villanova, UNC, Duke, UConn. That's five. Yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, Michigan State, Arizona, Michigan, and UCLA. That's eleven. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, Villanova is one of the schools that got put into the Blue Bloods recently, but not of the original Blue Bloods. For some reason, well, but I, they weren't they weren't good until. Or recently. maybe there just is eleven blue bloods. Does it have to be an even number? No, it does not. All right, then it's eleven blue bloods. I don't know why I was getting hung up on that. Like it had to be an even number. Wait, you're you weren't reading that from a list? I can pull up the old the other article I have. Yeah, let me pull. The what's the uh, what's the official blue bloods list? Is what we're trying. <laughs> Eric just off his head was like, these are the teams I think. <laughs> Eric gave us his blue blood. Welcome to my list. <laughs> hey, I fuck with the energy, bro. He was confident. He just read that bitch off. Yo, he no even problem. like read the screen like he was looking at something. He was like. Yo, he sold us, bro. He played us, bro. <laughs> uh, Kentucky, Villanova, Duke, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and Indiana were the six original blue bloods. Okay. That was started in. They started that term in 1984. Is when they started the term. Since then, it's isn't grown. That when the tourney, isn't that when the tourney expanded? 
Yes. Okay. That's why they. That's why the term blue blood started. Okay. Okay. So now the blue bloods include UNC, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, Villanova. <laughs> How was UCLA not included in the original blue? Blood? Bro, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird. Didn't they win like six? Did they win six or nine? How many did they win in a row? Uh, A lot. (laughs) I'll go look that up. A lot. Jermaine's dropped off. All right, read read them again. And what 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 four are in the top twenty-five now? Kansas, Villanova, UConn, and UCLA. Bro, I've oh, done such a bad job. Like I like I was saying pre-show, I've done such a bad job at paying attention to NCAA this year. Yeah, dude, it's been it's been hard. North Carolina sucks balls. Yeah, Texas. well, I mean that's I mean that's just an every year thing, though. That's not that's not shocking, no. What? That North Carolina North sucks balls? Sucking balls? That's not shocking. Uh, well, they have a whole bunch of trophies. I mean, I mean, being good at sucking balls is not – being good and sucking balls are not like – they're not a bad thing, Eric, right? Are you saying that being good and sucking balls is a bad thing? I mean, it depends on uh, the situation. For the tens and tens of listeners? Uh, let me get this right. How did, how did, you, how did UCLA – who hasn't done shit since 1984, not get on that original Blue Bloods list. So the NCAA only recognizes six programs as Blue Bloods. Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Indiana. The rest (laughs) of How is UCLA not on there? No, it is. Wait, no. Yeah, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, and Indiana. That's what the NCAA acknowledges as Blue Bloods. So where are we getting all the where, where are we getting all this other BS from? From CBS and and you know Fox Sports and stuff where they're I guess they're trying to add programs in, right? But outside of those, they've added in Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, Villanova. So so, so it is ten. Jermaine, so so tell Jermaine what you just said. Officially, the Blue Bloods are. So the NCAA officially recognizes Blue Bloods as Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, and Indiana. That's what the NCAA officially recognizes. That's only seven. That's yeah. The rest have been added six. by like it's six. The rest have been added by college. No, basketball. you just said seven. Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina. Kansas, Indiana. That's what the NCAA recognizes as blue blood programs. Okay. Now, what has been added with their history is Louisville, Villanova, Michigan, Michigan State. So no Arizona. No Arizona. No UConn. No UConn. No Gonzaga. No Gonzaga. Well, yeah, I didn't think... I only picked Gonzaga because it was said two new people were added. Who who manages this blue blood list? Can we remove people? So the the I guess the, the official I guess the official blue blood list will never change as 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 what it looks like from the NCAA is this is the six programs that originated and and made college basketball what it is. 
other outside sources have made their own list, including those adding more. And for some reason, everybody takes off Indiana. Well, when's the last time Indiana did anything? Not since before the eighties. Yeah. That's why so, I was saying, can we change yeah. this list? Yeah. Indiana yeah. ain't it. UCLA's off too, right? I mean, they were just in a, in a couple. UCLA is good right now. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Nah, they've been good the last couple of years, but they were good in the 2000s as well. Well, they had a, a fucking staple of a coach for a long fucking time, and they just had a couple years where they were figuring out who the next guy was going to be. <laughs> a couple. I don't know. I don't know. They're blue bloods. I agree with you guys. They were good in the early 2000s, and they're good again now. And they're yeah, good so in the that's, 70s. If you're good once a decade, you're a blue blood, in my opinion. Indiana hasn't been good in two decades. Longer. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I agree, but I, I think the same thing about UCLA. Bro, UCLA was just in a Final Four. Let's see here. All right, keep talking. <laughs> I think we've gotten delayed. Uh, <laughs> so today's episode, we were supposed to talk about a lot the, of stuff. <laughs> the NFL Conference Championships. Do we want to keep pushing with this college basketball? Uh, I just found a cool article on. God damn it! I almost found something that proved my point, but I scrolled to the end. <laughs> uh, I, I have I have this thing here pulled up. It's what makes college basketball what 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 makes a college of basketball blue blood. But I'm gonna save this for another episode because this is really cool. It has like in depth stuff. Well, why don't you just do it now? No, because uh, it's a, it's gonna be a while. It's pretty. That's gonna be like a thirty minute conversation. Listen, UCLA has only been. In the past 20 years, they've only been a four, or a, a four or above seed six times. <laughs> That's not sustained success. So I'll give you. I'll give you. Regular UCLA. season don't matter, Nick. Who cares? Regular season don't matter. I'm not going to jump into the whole thing, but I'll give you why UCLA, how UCLA's resume stacks. No, no, 11. no, 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 no. Save this. Save this. Right, Save. Cool. Bookmark the article. We've had a fun secondary communion with E. Let's not get a third communion with E. We still got some right, topics let's to go. Much, hey, listen. I'm too, look at how much wine I've been drinking. That's too much communion. We, we've got your blood, your Holy right. Spirit, and the body. Let's keep and it pushing. Right. Right. All right. All right. So, twice. I mean, we're, we're at the back end of what we need to do here. So, so I'm going to share my screen. I'll pull up the picks, and then we'll go over the games, get some picks from you guys. All right? Okay. Do head-to-head first, please. You want to do head-to-head first? Cool. All right. Let's so recap, let that. And, then, and then we're going to – we're gonna get in because we already did the divisional. All right, so share screen. I'm gonna share this one. Can you bro, guys this, see this '90s Zubas hat is just outstanding, bro. I know, Nick. It's gonna get bigger. You see, you see this hat, Nick. More. Can you see Zubas hat? A little bit bigger. Don't do it, Eric. <laughs> God damn it. Less. <laughs> one uh, less. So, so home, Eric. Think about the people at home. One less. No, nope, buy nope, a bigger screen, nope, bitches. No, 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 it's good. So last week, uh, Jermaine had the Dallas San Francisco over 46. That did not hit, bringing him to one and one on the season. Nicholas took San Francisco minus three and a half. I mean, that was free money. Uh, that brings him to one oh and one since he started with a draw. Yo, don't say that was free money. That was a little scary. That was scary until like halfway through. That the was board. free money. 
Bro, Dallas was even dog shit it, all dude. game. Yeah, you weren't even sweating it. You were already counting that money in your in your account or your account Brett, on the website. Brett Maher missed an extra point. <laughs> He's one hundred percent cut, right? Yes, he should have been cut before the game. They he is, hit, is, he hit two field is, goals, and that's the only reason the Cowboys were in the game, bro. Is it lucky that he got blocked? And and because we all knew that was going yeah, because it was going wide. You heard Greg Olson. <laughs> Greg Olson was like, "Yo, this thing was ten yards left." Nah, it would have missed no matter what. Is what Greggy was pointing out, hear, bro. Did you hear what Greg Olson said? He said that block may have just saved Brett Maher's career. <laughs> Brett Maher it was going left. Brett Maher, yeah, because he was yeah. gonna miss it. Absolutely was, bro. Dallas then, uh, is stupid for keeping him. I don't know what they were fucking thinking. I ain't playing no games. You missed me four extra points in a playoff game? Fine. You're out. You're gone. You're what, Jermaine? What are you? Find and cut in find that order. <laughs> I'm finding you four. I'm finding you with that game check, and then you're gone. It's a milli times every extra point missed. <laughs> Charging the kicker four milli. That's his whole salary. If he's a good kicker. And then cutting him, bro. <laughs> and then when he pays you, you cut him. Oh, all right. Can you make it a little bigger, Eric? Do you need me to? I'm just looking at full screen. I was like, we got plenty. We don't need this bet slip over here. We got plenty yeah, of space. Yeah, it's like the German Bundesliga. Let's see what odds we can get. There you go. That looks good to me. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, and then I took Jacksonville money line, bringing me to o two and zero in the season. So that's what right. to do here. So that's the head to head. All right, drive us through. Drive us through the games. I, I, paint a picture for us. <laughs> tell us. Tell us what seeds they are. Tell us how good they are. Tell us their records. Tell us who the stars are. Just, just prognosticate on this fucking podcast. Why should I take us, these bro? picks, Eric? So I'm gonna do what I always do. People at home take these picks. I'm going to read these, and then I'm going to let y'all do that. So uh, the first game on Sunday, January 29th. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to stop. Hold, 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 Time out. For those of you listening at home, we are now accepting applications for executive producers. Yeah. Please, please. I will review all applications and let you know when you're hired. Uh, San Francisco is heading into Philly. Good luck. Uh, San Francisco is two-and-a-half-point dogs. The over-under is 46. San Francisco money line plus 125, Philadelphia minus 145. Before you guys get into this, we have the two best defenses in football, probably the two best offenses in football. What do you guys got? <laughs> Dude, yeah. was, you just stopped talking. Yeah, you were like, I was, I was, I was gonna this. say something, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay humble, man. Like I'm, I remember that 2018 run we had, and I was humble all the way through. I'm gonna keep that energy. Will, right. will, will you do me all a right. favor though from now on? Yeah, bro, read the favorite first. I don't know what's up with this 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 dog going. Like, nah, dude, it's. I just read in order. No, but you said 49ers plus two and a half. There's a dog. I don't want the dog. Give me the fucking favorite. Always favorites. Always. Right. This couldn't have been a post. This couldn't have been a post show conversation. You have to embarrass me on national. No, I'm just kidding. I Embarrass you? You read it properly. Like, you didn't say nothing stupid hey, or nothing. The only reason this is national is because we go coast to coast. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is an, a, this a is, regional podcast at best. This is an international podcast. This is an international podcast. Bet, bet, bet. All right. S- Spain, the Philippines, Bahrain. 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 
Nick, all right, you got any nuggets? Nick's nuggets, all right? Nick's nuggets. These teams played each other in the regular season last in September of 2021. Sorry, I'm also petting a dog at the same time. So if you see my hey. hands doing weird stuff, <laughs> there's a there's a dog right here, right? To the dog. Yeah, we believe you. All right, September 21, these teams played. That's what he calls his Delphi. dick. He just showed everyone his dick. These oh geez, yeah, we're, I'm I'm not going to be the one that cancels this. That's going to be Eric. All right, last game played between these two teams was September 2021 in Philadelphia. The 49ers won that game 17 to 11. They have played one time in the playoffs, the 1996 NFC Wild Card. San Francisco won that game 14 nothing. Since Philadelphia played on Saturday, they have the rest advantage. Since 2019, Philadelphia with the rest advantage, four and five straight up, three, five, and one against the spread. San Francisco with a rest disadvantage since 2019, 11 and one against the spread. To that point, what do we say? Knicks Nuggets in the playoffs with Turnover a line less than seven points. You want to take a team with a plus with a two plus turnover edge in the regular season in the playoffs combined. Philadelphia has a turnover advantage of plus eight. San Francisco has a turnover edge of plus thirteen. That gives the 49ers a plus five advantage. I would like to take San Francisco plus two and a half and the plus 125 money line. What is that turnover differential hit at? What's what it was 75%, wasn't it? What do you mean? The Knicks nugget, the turnover differential. If you have two or more, what's the hit rate? Uh so far it's a hundred percent in the playoffs. <laughs> No, before that, the reason why it became a Knicks Nugget. What is uh, it hitting yes, at? It was, it was its overall hit is around it's a, like seventy two percent right now. Holy fuck! <laughs> it's a good nugget. It's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a golden nugget because it's reserved for the playoffs only. That sucks for Philly fans. Yeah. Eric, and just know as I bet this two and a half. And yeah. this line, mm-hmm. I'm saddened. Yeah. I'm sad for you. <coughs> Want to put right. a jersey on this? That not only will San Francisco not cover, it'll be a bludgeoning. Well, you're, okay. not walk- you're not walking into the link thinking you're going to get a W. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many, okay, how many points are we defining a bludgeoning at? <laughs> Philadelphia will win by 10 plus points. Okay, I'll take that bet. Jersey bet? No, 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 no. You can't do a 10-point spread for the jersey bet. That's what Eric thinks. Well, I'm just really, making the bet. Really, all right, bro. They're my, my bad, Nick. You're right. I'm in the way. I, listen, I'm not forcing this, am I? Uh, you're right. That's why I, I backed out. I said you're right. Eric. If Philly wins by 10 or more points, I will buy you whatever jersey at whatever time of your choosing. By the way, 
keep talking. I'll be back with my most recent Jersey bet winner in one second. Cool, cool. I'm going to add a caveat to this bet, too. Loser has to go to the actual stadium of said team and buy the ticket from there. Buy what ticket? Buy the jersey from there. Oh. So if I if I want a Chelsea jersey, he has to fly to London and get me a Chelsea jersey oh, fuck from yeah, Stamford Bridge. Oh, yeah. You heard the caveat, Nick? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Put the jersey on. It's a fucking shirt, you animal. <laughs> Get ready, ladies. Oh, no. Free the tatas. <laughs> I support breast cancer. Yo, I used to love that saying. You support My mom... breast cancer or breast cancer awareness? Uh, yeah, I guess whichever one is the not going to get us canceled one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm pro breast cancer, <laughs> yeah. bro. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Don't be angry when I support Mongolia's top tier. <laughs> no, no, we're not adding that caveat in. I just oh, always wanted okay. to. Do now that. We're not no, no, no. It. no, no. Like it's just it's not that I'd I be a fan of fucking Kamchatka United. Yeah, I'm gonna end up in fucking Syria or something. Do they even yeah. have sports? Well, in Syria? that's the bet. How about how about this? How about this? I know you. I know you've settled on a jersey bet, but how about this? If Philadelphia wins, Nick, okay, you buy Eric a ticket to the Super Bowl. Nosebleeds, cheapest available. Bro, that's 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 a lot of money. If if San Francisco wins, Eric buys you a ticket to the Super Bowl. Why would he go to no I, nosebleeds? I don't want to go to the Super Bowl though. If you win a ticket to the Super Bowl, you want to go. What the fuck are you talking about right now? No, I, want, I I told you my I told you I only want to go to the Super Bowl if my team is playing. I mean, I'll sell it. If somebody gives you a free ticket to the Super Bowl, you ain't gonna fucking go. No, I want to go with my. Home. No, you're out of your mind. I would go for sure, hands down, and no hezzy. But all right, no, I just try to make Jersey it interesting. Bet. Whack. Y'all make too Jersey much bet. money for this, bro. So what? I said, y'all make too much money for this. Let's fucking make it interesting. Spicy, bro. Once in a lifetime Super Bowl bet. I would agree to I, it. No, but if, I, want, no, I, can... I, don't, I don't want. Okay. I, I am fine with buying Erica to get to the Super Bowl. But I want something that's that I, I don't want to go to the Super Bowl if it's not my team play. All right. I well, was gonna what say... would be comparable? I, did, I and that's say... why I, don't, I don't know. Hold on, Nick. Let's let Eric talk. Eric, go ahead. So between your four favorite franchises that are stateside, <laughs> that are stateside, a Bayern Champions of, League. If them, if any of them make it to a championship, if by the way, until one of them makes it to a championship, I would buy tickets for a game five to the World Series or a game five to the Stanley Cup. Okay, I don't know why you had to mention World Series first. That's the most <laughs> unlikely one. First of all. That's uh, uh, man. But also, Super Rockies. Are more <laughs> yeah, dude, there's no way, dude. There's no way. I hope they turn it on next year. Although, although dude, if we if if we make this bet, I'm holding it <laughs> just for like a 2045 Rockies World Series. Yo, you're gonna be dead. That's your luck, bro. Because it's the fucking Rockies. <laughs> They'll have sold the team by then. No, let's just do a straight jersey bet for this one. 
Oh man, I was so close to making it fucking super interesting. I mean, but the chances of any of Nick's teams making it outside of the Avalanche is really slim to none. That's what so. I'm saying. You never, you may never have to. Eric, I'm sorry. I don't just, I don't just fucking basket pick all the best teams from around the fucking country. I don't feel like I have. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't feel like I have. The Boston Red Sox, USC, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my god, I don't feel like I'm surprised you're not a Red Wings fan at this point. Nah. I'm going for Connor McDavid's team this year, though. Fuck the Flyers. For this season. Fuck you. Why are you coming to the Western Conference? <laughs> Jermaine, Jermaine gets a pass. Because before him, before him, one of my best friends was a Blackhawks fan, and the Avs were dog shit. <laughs> Yeah. So I got my – I fucking put my wagon behind the fucking Blackhawks when they were winning Stanley Cups. I'm just rooting for, for – so, so I have a soft spot in my heart for the Blackhawks. But fuck yeah. you. You don't get to come over to the Western Conference and support Connor McDavid. Welcome nah, to I'm doing it. The NHL. Support the Flyers like a fucking asshole. I do support the Flyers, but I hope no, Connor McDavid wins you one. You don't anymore. <laughs> You're All right, how do we get so Conference. sidetracked here? Are we doing a jersey bet? Yes. All right, so Philly plus 10 but or I'm minus 10. Jermaine, I want, like, this isn't just Jersey bet stakes. It's a Super Bowl bid, bro. Like, this feels bigger than Bro, Jersey if Philly bets. goes to the Super Bowl, whether I, Nick pays for it, I have to rob a bank or something, I will be present at this one. I missed already, the last one. We already discussed. We already discussed, yes. Yeah, yeah. I will be present at the Super Bowl. Yes. You have to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's. It's our obligation as sports fans. It's in Phoenix, Nick. Yo, I'll come out to Phoenix. That's why we were that's why I was trying to make this exciting. You see what I was trying to do? I'll come out to Phoenix. I ain't going to the Super Bowl. I am. I, look, if the Eagles go, I'll be right next to Eric. I told him I'll be wearing this jacket and this. Oh, hat. you guys are going? If you're not. You go. just said you're not going. Wait, wait, hold on, Jermaine. If the Eagles don't go, are you, you still are going? not. You said you're not going. You said hold you on. don't want to go. No, no, no hold on. You said. Don't you hold on? You said. Words back. In you. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a good wife that way. How dare you use my comments from earlier to justify your argument now? Ten, ten minutes ago. Are you coming? Well, I'm going. Eric is buying mine, though. Eric, are you buying two Super Bowl tickets? I mean, we haven't even price pointed these bitches. Adding a third one to it? Dude, Here, here's what we'll do. Heart, my giving heart wants to say yes. Here, here's here, here's what we'll do. We'll agree, to it, we'll agree to it here. Eric will pay for two. You and I split one. All right, here the Super Bowl is what? The Super Bowl is in Phoenix on the 12th. Yeah. I will fly through Los Angeles on the 10th. Because that's when I get back from a business trip to Australia. <laughs> so there is a possibility. <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to tell my company, yo, I'll handle the airfare back. <laughs> <laughs> 
It sounds like 303 going to be live at the ball, you feel? Hey, for that, give me fucking Eagles spread and Eagles money line. <laughs> All right, what's the, what's the bet now? I don't even know anymore. I tried to get you guys to bet primetime tickets because it's a Super Bowl, right? It's not just a regular jersey bet. Right. It's not like what, are we, what, what are we looking at, Eric? But it's like, your guys' bet. Let's not fucking make my asshole who's not right. paying anything fucking dictate odds. All right. Well, so I didn't have all the information. I thought it was just a, like I was just getting a single game ticket that I was going to the Super Bowl. I didn't know that my friends were going to be there with me. Doesn't this kind of feel like a situation where we should probably just put off a bet and all root for Philly so we can go hang out in Arizona and watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl? I mean, because that seems that seems like the ideal. I would rather see Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl than the Eagles, but I'm not saying that you want the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. I'm saying that it's cold. Doesn't it sound like a better option? I'm not afraid of the bet. I'll take the bet for the jersey, but I'm saying, why don't we just all root for Philly to win? The jersey is not in question anymore. I want to know how much a nosebleed Super Bowl ticket is because if it's like five thousand dollars, no, no, no. I, I, I was looking at tickets that were that were like, uh, that came with like a, uh, it was like a weekend thing where there was like restaurants you can go eat at, and then there was like a little press thingy where you got to like be at where the players are. There I don't are know ticket if packages, any. ticket packages, like a package, and it was five grand for decent seats for the whole package. So I don't know. I don't know what just a nose. How many tickets be. is a package? One ticket. One ticket is five grand. <laughs> yes. No, no. But it wasn't nosebleed. I was like, was I like don't a- want a ticket to be five grand. Then Eric was like, listen to me. One ticket <laughs> is only five grand. Time out. That's it what was, you just said. It was, That's not it a was, package. It was a package and a lower tier seat. Like it wasn't nosebleed. So I'm assuming nosebleed is going to be, to be honest with you guys, I think it's going to be like two racks. Yeah, that sounds believable. Yeah. Check. Google historic cheapest historical Super Bowl ticket price on average or uh, Google average Super Bowl ticket. I don't know, man. You you know what to do. <laughs> I don't know the best way to ask that question to Google. You know what I mean? The cheapest the lower, is $5,000. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. Most affordable seats start around forty six hundred. <laughs> affordable? Did they just say the word affordable? Yeah. They just said affordable. I could get a fucking car. <laughs> I can invest at eight percent a year with forty six hundred dollars. Oh, so for the two thousand twenty three Super Bowl, take uh, Super Bowl. It looks like, and this is from NBC Sports, so I don't know what, where, but um. Ticketmaster has officially listed their marketplace of the NFL's lowest Super Bowl ticket at $6,800 this year. Yeah, but that's 2022. This is 2023. Oh, okay. You've got to be be fucking kidding me, man. No. No, I'm not doing that bad. But that was was what? Last year was who? Rams and Bengals? Yeah. It was in L.A. too. Those Those are big programs, dude. Big programs? Yeah, and it was a way. What'd you just say, lad? When's the last time the Rams been relevant? So increase that trigger. Increase. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Increase increase (laughs) sixty eight hundred by two point nine percent. Inflation. And you have about seven. 
Oh, a seven. Oh my god, dude. You've seven thousand Eric, I'm not betting you a seven thousand dollar bet. Yeah, I, I wouldn't Plus ask you. you. <laughs> Listen, that would <laughs> And then with inflation, by the time Nick gets to the Super Bowl, consider a fourteen thousand. Consider that a win, you fuckface. You got me to consider. Hey, (laughs) this is how much red wine I've had tonight. By the way, I almost got you guys to agree to this bet. By the way, by the way, Miriam Reserve Syrah gone. It'll make you. It'll make you consider. Five thousand dollars to go see a game you don't care about. I almost got you guys to do it. <laughs> Yo, I was thinking how I could rearrange finances. <laughs> oh man! Like, what sorry, a- Lily. Guess you don't get to go to college. Oh, dude, I couldn't resist. I was, I was just trying to see how high I could get you guys to go. You guys yes, almost agree. Jersey bet. You guys almost agreed to that, bitch, too, bro. That one jersey bet seemed like $180 seems reasonable. Like, <laughs> that's ultimately what we've agreed to. Yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah. But you, you sure you don't want to do the Super Bowl bet? <laughs> like, even if I don't, even if I can't. All right, hey, hey, all straight, right. so here it is, Super right? Here it is. Yeah. Jersey bet, you have to pick a big four U.S., a.k.a. U.S. sport. Yeah, and you have to fly to that pro shop to buy it, like that stadium shop to buy it. So if I say, "Hey, Eric, I want the City Connect Rockies jersey," I gotta go. To you Denver. gotta fly to Coors Field and buy that shit inside Coors. All right, but I'm, I'm gonna add a I'm gonna add a caveat to that. You guys have to go to a game. We have to go of to a game. Yeah, yeah. To okay. That's, I'm not just going to fly to Denver. letting Eric go to Coors, not go to a game with him. That's what he's saying. He's essentially <laughs> right. getting you to have to agree to go. But to I'm a only game. buying the ticket. I'm buying my plane ticket and I'm buying the jersey. I'm not, I, I will split tickets to the game and shit. Yeah, of course. That's how. Uh, you, yeah, it's said I jersey. I mean, Colorado bet. has this beautiful rooftop that you can just get in for like no. <laughs> It was closed. It was not open. It was renovating. It was closed for renovations. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Clover. Wow. This has been my co-host, Nicholas oh, Morhan. And as always, we have EP. Oh, there's more. There's more. We'll, we'll see you next time when you come on Don't down and step the into the room. He's going to play the music. He's going to play the music. I knew we were coming back. I swear uh, to God, if if we drop from twenty listeners to four listeners, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna check out them Apple Podcast analytics and I'm gonna look at that exact. All right, go ahead. All right, so to kind of get through this quickly, uh, Jermaine, for those of you did- listening at home, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nick is a fucking douchebag, dummy head. He didn't even know his own goddamn home stadium. And I was just like, yo, what's that? You call me a douchebag, but then refuse to curse and call me a shithead. What is that dope-ass bar up there? It's like a rooftop bar. You could see the mountains from it. 
There's a lot of honeys too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. Are we, we're officially saying <laughs> we're officially saying mm-hmm. anywhere in the continental United States, excluding Alaska and Hawaii, four, of your four sports teams. Why I really only have three. Oh. We'll go to a game, but you buy me a jersey. Well, whoever loses. That's what I'm saying. We are saying yes. the person who wins says, yes. we're going to a game. Yeah. He's just telling you you're losing is what right. he yeah. said it that so way. So I'm either going to go to Denver or Carolina, and you're either going to go to Philadelphia or Oh, hold on now. I may want to call our Avalanche jersey. Are they not in Denver? Oh, Denver. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yo, stop drinking. (laughs) Retardation. Sorry, everybody. Was that the Colorado Springs Avalanche? It was, yeah. Hey, don't shit on Sky Sox games, dude. My all my real homies will remember Sky Sox games. Damn, that that felt personal. Yeah, why did you take a shot at us? All my real homies. Hey, go do a podcast with your real homies. Hey, Jermaine, all our real homies will remember the buzzards, bro. See? Yes, sir, bro. See? Bye, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, but I don't like this feature because I feel like it's going to happen to me more often than it does anybody else. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> Yo, this is just pardon the fucking interruption. I just, I've watched pardon the interruption so much that I just sat patiently and waited my, waited my turn. All right. But yes, it's around the horn when they get muted, by the way. Oh, around I, the horn. I agree with the two. The Hearn? Around the Hearn? We're going to push. So, Cincinnati is one and a half point favorites heading into Kansas City. Over under 46 and a half. Bengals money line minus 130. Kansas City Chiefs money line plus 110. All right. So, these guys played each other last December. When I say last December, I mean this season in December. In Cincinnati, Cincinnati won this game 27 to 24. Cincinnati is also 1 and 0 in their playoff matchups. They played in last year's AFC Championship in which Cincinnati won the game, Jermaine and Eric. 27-24. Kansas City with the rest since they played on Saturday, they have a rest advantage. Since 2019, Kansas City playing with the rest advantage, 15 and four straight up, eight and one against the spread. Wait, hold on. How can you be 15 and four straight up and only eight and one against the spread? Eight and 11 is what I meant to say. Jermaine calls me on it. All right. Eight and 11 against the spread. I've been drinking too much wine tonight. <laughs> we Cincinnati with the rest disadvantage since 2019, five and four straight up. Seven, one, and one against the spread. Okay. This year, shockingly, KC has a turnover uh, differential of minus three, including the playoffs. Cincinnati has a turnover differential of plus six, giving Cincinnati a nine turnover advantage, which means we take Cincinnati on the spread. For Nick's Nuggets. Uh, for this game, I can get Cincinnati at plus 110. I'm taking that. No. Oh, sorry, I can get KC at plus 110. 
I'm taking that. I called this AFC Championship way back in Week 15. So, oh yeah, way back in December. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Also, right. though, Eric, look up something for me. Can you look up correct score? Chiefs twenty-seven, Bengals twenty-four. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Click, click on the game. Click on Kansas City. And then and then scroll through it. Yeah. No, there was Super Bowl odds and it said correct score. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's Super Bowl. Oh, that was Super Bowl. Yeah. Game pro. Correct score. There it is. Right here? It was right there. Oh, my God. No, that's Cincinnati, though. That's Cincinnati. To win. I can get Chiefs 27, Bengals 24 at plus 5,500. You know the NFL loves its story its storylines. Give me that bet. Kansas City. Kansas City. Seven. Cincinnati by three, 27-24. On DraftKings is plus 5,500. If you want to go the other way, Cincinnati, Kansas City, 27-24 is plus 5,000. <clears throat> okay. I want Kansas City money line, Eric, plus 110. Yeah. Um, these teams are super evenly matched, so give me the dog. I'd rather hit on plus money than, than minus. By the way, this game opened Kansas City minus two. It has since moved across the number and three and a half points for what reason? Uh, I don't know. Andy Reid. <laughs> I, I don't know. Andy Reid's son hit another person. I, 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle that is good because he Jack returned to the game. Jackson Mahomes' TikToks. Like, like, why has this moved three and a half points? Well, he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. And if anyone has ever sprained their ankle, it's easy to play when it happens. When it sits for seven days, you, you got a little... It's, it'll be interesting. I'll take Chiefs. Oh, excuse me. I'll take Chiefs. Uh, that gives me a, a Chiefs Philly final, and that gives you, Nick, a... Do you guys, sorry to interrupt. Do you guys think this Charles Omenihu uh, domestic violence arrest, if he gets suspended, is going to affect the Niners? No, I don't know his name. He's the leading sacker. Yeah. He's a sack leader for them. Really? They still have Nick so Bosa. He, he, he's your Montez Sweat, is what you're telling me. Do they still have Nick Bosa? Yeah, they do. Ye then yeah, I'm do. not concerned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know why this man is the leading sack leader? The yeah. leading sack leader, Jesus. Because Nick Bosa is on that team. Because everyone else is getting double teamed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nick Bosa, I think, has four offensive linemen on it. Why'd you put Panthers defense 2015? Oh, because I was just looking to see who they had when they got blown out in the Super Bowl. Oh. Was that dude on that team? No. Okay. No. All right. Eric, I was just trying to make a point listen, here. Listen, it's, it's funny to say the Carolina Panthers lost this Super Bowl 50. They did not get blown out. Well, they were so they were so shook they couldn't even die for a loose ball. That was one person on the team. They all, were so all, shook. And first of all, when was the last time you guys were in a Super Bowl? Uh, we won it. Yeah, when? Take notes. We won it. Yeah, when? 
How how do you win a Super Bowl, Nick? Yeah, but when? When did you win it? 2010. Oh, okay. All right. So not this decade. Oh, real convenient. Have you been to a Super Bowl this decade? Yeah, not this yeah. decade. Yes, uh, in the last decade, yes, I have been to a Super Bowl. No, last 10 years. You said this decade. That's this last decade. decade. No, I haven't, but neither of us have. So you Yeah, exactly. You, uh, you brought up old shit. Because you're bringing up a 2010 Super Bowl. You're 0-2 in the Super Bowl. We were still riding the high of Obama winning in 2010. Yeah, that congratulations, New Orleans cashed. Oh, yeah, it's a completely different country? Yeah, completely. No, dude, it's still just as racist as it was in 2010. The white men are getting all their rights taken away, Jermaine. No, uh, women are fighting for rights they already have. <laughs> all right, let's get our head-to-head picks in. Uh... I am I dog want, shit this year. I want Jermaine Saints not to win a Super Bowl for the next decade. Okay, well, I want Knicks Panthers <laughs> to not win a Super Bowl for the next decade. Like, Those are head dead picks. We'll see if they hit. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, here's all I have to say. At the end of the day, when neither of us wins a Super Bowl in the next 10 years, I'll still have one more than you. Maybe. You'll have right. two more. But we can't take this away from you. You'll have two more losses in the Super Bowl than me. That's true. Oh all, right. all right. All right. So I'm with the first pick because I'm so god awful. I'm taking the over 46 in the Philly San Francisco game. Um, I guess Jermaine would be next because he has a loss. So, Jermaine, what's yours? I'll take uh, Carolina Panthers not to make the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. <laughs> Um, I love I love how you and I are going back and forth ourselves, and Eric is the one that's getting annoyed. <laughs> I'm not annoyed at all. I'm just trying to keep the flow going, baby. Let me let me. Uh, I'll take. Oh, dude, this is. <laughs> These are two great matchups. Let's just for the record, let's take this. I'm gonna I'm gonna mimic Eric, and I'm gonna take over forty six and a half for Cincinnati Kansas City. You know, since Patrick Lee Reed left the PGA Tour, we have not had a – we don't have any good heels left in golf. So I'll be a good heel here in podcast room 303. Give me the 49ers money line as my lock. And you're making it a lock, not just head-to-head? Oh, yeah, I feel like I have to right now. It's a jersey bet, right? I mean – you don't have to do anything, but sure. Lock it in, Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl. Okay. Let me ask you this. If Brock Purdy wins, does he win it all? Oh, if he goes to the Super Bowl, does he win it all? If he wins this weekend, does he win it all? Do, do, do. I'd say yes. Yeah, I, I, and I would say just because I love NFL conspiracy theories and the NFL loves its stories. Yeah, that's why they've never had a rookie in the Super Bowl and why they're not going to have a rookie in the Super Bowl this year. Wait, wasn't Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl in his rookie year? Mm-hmm. Second year. No, George Lopez just threw up a gang sign at me. Why the fuck is Dwayne Wade dressed like a homeless skier? Because he is. Uh, hey, I got a quick question for you guys. So one of my locks, I put Matt Ryan better season than Wilson and Wentz. 
Did I win that bet? <laughs> did you did you check the stats? First of all, none of them did any winning, so it has to be statistical. And what stats are we going off? What stats are we going? I mean, he's got to beat him in like three <laughs> of the five major categories. Bro. <laughs> all right, let's go passing yards. Can you can you there. can you embolden embiggen 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 Aufgemacht. Right there. Okay. It's postseason, Eric. Can I compare players? No. Eric, that's postseason. Oh, damn. All right, dude. Let me <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, yards. <laughs> no, just sort by yards. Oh, it's already sorted. All right, bet. Yeah, it's already sorted. There's Matt Ryan, 17. Oh, Russell Wilson, 13. Ah, I lost. All right. Where's Where's Carson? Wait, how are you gonna do? You lost on one. Wait, stat no, you had you had Ryan has a better season than who? Wilson and Wentz. Oh, you said Wilson. Okay, yeah. okay. not Zach Wilson. So, all right, so keep show, going. Show me depth touchdown. of target. Yeah, touchdown. What's click on this average? All right, go to touchdown. Go to touchdown. Uh oh, Russell Uh-oh. Wilson again. Damn, dude. Right, show me rating. Show me Show me interceptions and show me rating. I'm trying to help you out, my bro. <laughs> no, I lost the bet, dude. I lost the bet. Russell, Russell Wilson again. He just above no, he's, him. He's like just two above Ryan. Carson Wentz him. is two below. Yo, Eric, what a what a needle thread you try to hit, bro. Can you go Eric, to interceptions? Eric, if not for that last game, <laughs> you would have won this bet. Yeah, so I'm three and six on my lock. You said what, Jermaine? Go to interceptions. Oh, look at that. Dak leading the way. Matt Ryan. <laughs> God damn, dude. Click on sack. <laughs> oh. oh. Holy shit. He was sacked 55 oh, times. Holy shit. Hey, hey, other executive producer, if you're listening to this, get a fucking better offensive line. Oh, that's, that's what I've been Russell saying Wilson. all year, that's bro. That's why Russell Wilson wasn't good. And then, uh, la- all right, no, you already left. No, no, we're good. We're, 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 I want to see how many games played. Yo, Russell Wilson had three more games than Matt Ryan, though. That's a big difference in in yards. All right, so Russell Wilson, 35-24, three more games, right? Matt Ryan had 30-57. Fuck that. Russell Wilson didn't play better than him. No. No, he played three more games. Nah, you won that lock, bro. Yeah, you got to look at, like, yards. Holy shit. Two yards per game. There you go. Yeah, fuck that. You won that, bro. He played three more games. That's 12 more quarters. That's So I do get a win for that one? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's like 16 more possessions minimum. Like fuck that. It's, it's been Wilson. sitting blank there, and I was like, I gotta do this on the air so we can clear up the air. Because I was just gonna mark it as an L, but I Yo, Matt Ryan had a better QBR anyway. He did? I mean, they're both awful. <laughs> I mean, Probably we're debating. We're, de- we're debating who's the shittiest. You know, Carson what I mean? like, thirty-three, Russell thirty-seven, Matt Ryan forty-three point one. Damn, Aaron Rodgers is down here on his lonesome. I think. I, I think you. I think Matt Ryan had a better season. When you compare a per game average, he had a better season than Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson had what sixteen tutties, eleven interceptions. If you reduce Russell, like here, here's how here's how we determine it, right? 
Go back, Eric, and take Russell Wilson's average per game, touchdowns, interceptions, yards, and mm-hmm. modify it to 12 games. And he did not do better than Matt Ryan. That makes sense. What did Carson right. win? How many games did Carson Wentz play? Eight. Yeah, <laughs> you got to you gotta modify that shit, too. <laughs> oh, if you modify his, he played better. I still say you got that, bro. Like, like from an eyeball test, Matt Ryan played better. Bro. I mean, I just put Matt Ryan better season than Wilson and Wentz. Like, you know, it's it's, it's kind of open. Well, I mean, we wrote. I mean, but we like we not we the media wrote Matt Ryan out after like week eight. We we're like, oh, he's gone. He's done. Yeah. Let's not pay attention anymore to Indianapolis. Never, never mind that he wasn't playing with Jonathan <laughs> right. Taylor. You right. know what I mean? Right. Ooh, Man, these, for you, know, three. You, you know what I'm starting to see? These episodes where we have nothing to talk about, we just talk for <laughs> almost hours. Well, Eric decided to have three communion with ease today. Bro. Seriously, Eric, I get it. <laughs> Damn, I the used father, son, up, the Holy Ghost. Fuck, fuck me. Damn, I used them all up. <laughs> you hit the trifecta of communion with ease. I, I actually have another Eric, question. I get it. You want me to get down on my knees and pray to you? I get it. Oh hail God, King Eric! Oh no, that that name. No, no, one we're person. not. I I am way too humble for all that. Not me, oh, bro. Oh, the fuck? Not me, bro. I am the right, walking so, image of humility. So we're dangerously close to a hundred minutes. Do we fucking filibuster for the last two, or do we sign off? Yeah, let's filibuster. And a one, two, three. All right, Eric. How do you spell filibuster? <laughs> F I L, maybe a second L, I B U S T E R. Man, he was so close. Is it one L? Yeah, it's only one it's L. only one L, bro. That's why I said maybe oh. another L. <laughs> Yo, you are like, you are a rain man on some topics I never thought you would be. I should have bet you $1,500, name the states. I can he's, name all 50 states. He spelled he sure. spelled one word wrong and you called him a rain man on topics. <laughs> no, I didn't think I didn't think he knew he would be I, I didn't like I said you're a rain man on some topics. I didn't think he'd be able to spell filibuster. It's <laughs> a pretty easy word. I'll have spelled it P H I L A B U S T E R. That's not how I would have spelled it. The only thing that I got stuck well, on you're the God King, like, of course. Next. You know how I would spell it? P-H-A-T-A-S-S. Phyllis! Jermaine, <laughs> we're spelling dude. filibuster. Oh. That, but he was technically filibustering by telling us that god-awful joke. You know what I mean? Jermaine, when are we jumping on that co-op FIFA? ASAP. When are, when, are you, when are you and I about to fucking fuck some twelve-year-old kids up? Whoa, dude! You don't pause after you say twelve-year-old. There was two twelve-year-old kids up. There you go. There was too much gap. My ear got triggered and perked up. I didn't like any of that, bro. <laughs> where the where the ones living in California? Man? <laughs> Can't be acting like um, that living on the East Coast. Are you off Friday? What a fucking loser! I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing anything Friday night. <laughs> That's a that's a no. He's not off. No, let's play Friday for sure. All right. There's a co-op dope. What is co-op dope? It's fun, but it's hard. 
Is it like I control one player, you control? Yes. If I pass, I pass to you. Yes. And then you pass to me. Yes. Oh shit, that's it's hard, bro. (laughs) It's hard, especially if you're playing with my boy Sean and he slide tackles on everyone. We were playing co-op on my foot team, which goes against my record and shit. And I was like, stop sliding. This is my foot team. And he kept doing it. And we kept dying laughing because he would slide and we'd be scrambling afterwards. It's a lot of, I fucking love it. Yo, how high were you? (laughs) Me? I wasn't high, no. I don't smoke. I drink, though. Oh, okay. Heavily. Okay. (laughs) I wish I could smoke. How fucked up were you? Oh, I was drunk. If Sean and I are gaming together, we've had a combined 16 plus cocktails. Well, Sean's had 16 by himself. Yeah, that's why I said combined. (laughs) I was drunk, though. (laughs) Jermaine's had one. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a few. (laughs) I may not not have had cocktails, but I've had some beers. (laughs) He just gets, like, I love how he gets a... What's the word like spacey when he's drunk? Yes, dude. Have we, have we filibustered for enough time now? We have. Oh, we're, yeah. at what, we're at one forty-one. Can, can you not see the time in the top left corner? I can. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you know how to get over a hundred minutes, then, right? It's sixty plus forty. Oh shit! <laughs> LeBron only needs one hundred eighty-nine points to tie Kareem. Yeah, he's balling out. He gets in a car crash before that happens. Oh, great. We should have ended two minutes ago. God damn it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomb. And as always, we have EP. So we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Holla at your boy!